Welcome to Think Orphan, the podcast for orphan excellence. Real talk with real people navigating the global orphan crisis. Let's join our hosts, Phil Dark and Kelly Stewart. Hi, and welcome to episode 16 of the Think Orphan podcast, where we seek to help you navigate the orphan crisis with experts from around the world. Phil, you were recently able to sit down with some uh, filmmakers who were highlighting the orphan and sex trafficking crisis around the world. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you were able to interview? Yeah, I was able to sit down at the uh, Christian Alliance for Orphans Summit in Orlando with uh, Samuel Rich, who uh, was able to be part of making the film Lost Kites, and David Bolt, who uh, was the filmmaker behind Fourth World. Um, It's a new movie that's coming out uh, soon or maybe out at this point uh, when we actually release this podcast. And then the uh, third person is Brittany DeVries, and she was uh, the producer of... um, World Without Orphans, A World Without Orphans, a documentary that really um, just interviews and tells the story of uh, really the work that's been going on, uh, some of the people that we've interviewed on this show already, and some of our future guests uh, were part of the making of that movie as well. So it's a really cool interview in that I just had the three of them to sit down in a room and be able to just talk about um, the art of storytelling and the importance of storytelling in this work. And really just what the movies uh, are about and what made them want to make them and uh, what they learned in the midst of making films. Yeah, and I think it definitely highlights just a different part of advocacy and how we can all uh, use the gifts and our passions to uh, highlight what's going on around the world. So let's get to the interview. Well, it's great to have you guys here today. I, I'm sitting here with uh, Samuel Rich and Brittany DeVries and David Bolt, and uh, they're all filmmakers. And it's just a, a really, um, I'm excited for this conversation. We're sitting here at the Christian Alliance for Orphans Summit, and um, I'm just excited to be able to talk with them about the movies that they've been able to make and really what their vision is for it. And so, Brittany, um, I'm going to start with you. When you uh, we're able to be a part of A World Without Orphans, just a fantastic film that is making a, a big impact in the world. You just came from a, a film festival where it was uh, viewed. and Can you just share a little bit about the, the movie and what its vision is? Yeah, so um, we started out at KFO, and here we are again at KFO. And we just really wanted to talk to the top leaders and experts in the Christian world that are working in orphan care, get their perspective and really get a feel of where we are as a movement. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of conversation about where where we've been, where we are now and where we want to go. And we just felt that it was an important time to document that conversation. So we spoke with people from all around the world. We spoke with people from Africa, from Asia, from India, from uh, Europe, from Latin America, from North America. And it was just really interesting to see some of the same conclusions being echoed no matter where, no matter where you were, no matter what the, the situation was. A lot of people were coming to the same conclusions and that was children um, grow best in families. Yeah, no, and I've, I've been able to see it and um it really is interesting to hear from different voices, like you said, from different parts of the world on these issues because we don't always see things the same way, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I assume that's kind of how you um, saw it 
that being said, there's some themes that are consistent throughout. Yeah, I think what was really interesting when I started out sort of in the in the movement and educating myself, there was a lot of uh, differing messages. Uh, you know, people have different opinions about how we should address the issues of orphan care, you know, whether it should be uh, institutional care, whether we should be focusing on alternative care. And I was continually frustrated by the fact that I didn't feel that the churches were involved in the conversation as much as they should be. And we really wanted to to try to engage the global church in the conversation more and talk about best practice and talk about, you know, hard subjects, difficult conversations, and really challenge people to, to rethink how we've always done things. And what's the reception been for the film? It's been really good. We've been um, pleasantly surprised by how open people are. We've seen uh, a lot of shifts in thinking. Um, we've seen people challenged. We've seen um, some great conversations come out of the question and answer time in particular. And, and that was a big part of why we wanted to make it was to spur conversation, to really you know, get people to think about it from both sides and, and, and move forward. And how can people find the film if they want to check it out? So if they want to see the film, they can see at christiancinema.com. Cool. And if they put in A World Without Orphans, they can download it there. Great. Now, Samuel, just tell me about uh, Lost Kites, which uh, I was able to view at uh, World Without Orphans Forum out in Thailand. And uh, I, I absolutely loved it. So I'd just love to hear from you, um, why, you know, kind of why you made it, what the vision is behind it, and just a little bit about what it's about. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the last two years we've been traveling to 22 countries and we wanted to get a, a global picture of uh, like what what is it uh, what is it like for for children that don't have families uh, for unparented children was the, the term we were using and all the solutions that are being used to, to to help them to care for them and is is there like a a theme or a, a solution that is is the best that we're seeing around the world but we didn't want it just to be uh, just have statistics we wanted something that so people could understand it and have like a I don't know like a, a heart to it so we wanted to follow the lives of three children in different situations and from that you could better understand what it's like for a child without a family so we followed a child uh, in Brazil uh, in a shelter or an orphanage a child in a foster family in China and a child on the streets of Kolkata in India and what, what did you find in, in your travels? I mean, did you, I know you guys traveled a lot. And it was something that, um, you know, it was really impressive, actually, just to see that you didn't just kind of pick something and shoot a little bit and be done. You follow these people, but you didn't also use all the stories that you saw, right? So how did you choose the three? That's a good question. So um, when we were planning this, uh, praying, uh, praying about this, we did feel that we wanted to, um, as well as get uh, children in different walks of life, um, we wanted to find them in different continents. We really could see more like of a, of a global picture. So we uh, prayed about that and we were looking for that as we were going. And that, that became really apparent. Like God really revealed that to us, closed some doors, opened some doors. And um, it was really amazing, the stories that, we, that he gave to us. Yeah, and those three were fantastic. And I think the beauty of it for me was it was so real. And it was, 
because it was real stories. It was true, right? Which doesn't always end perfect, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not going to give anything away. But um, how was that, you know, to make a film really without closure? At least that's how I felt. I mean, it was someone was just like, this is life and it's going to continue on after here. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, in, 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 uh, in two of the stories, you're. Um, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, too like right. give too many spoilers, but um, you you it is it is open ended, and and like you said, that is like real life. Like some of these stories, you know, aren't unfortunately like the Disney, the Disney kind of ending. But that's that's stories that people need to know about, mm-hmm. and uh, we really believe that by showing that, it is going to hopefully spark uh, more conversations and uh, a little bit like Brittany was saying, like a, a paradigm shift of. Um, of thinking on uh, caring for children with our families. Yeah, well, that's yeah. It's I do strongly recommend. And again, how can how can people find uh, Lost Kites and, and watch it themselves? Sure. Um, on our website www.lostkites.com, we have all our, our film tour dates. We're touring right now around. We've just uh, finished in Canada, and now we're going around the U.S. And uh, half of our team is going around the states. The other half is going to Europe. So you can find the find the tour dates on there. And after the tour finishes, probably in the fall, we're going to be looking at a distribution method and how we can how we can get out get out there. Yeah. Okay. Are there any open dates that if people want to have it in their town, they could fit in that schedule somewhere? Uh, yeah, yeah. We have a, a form on the website, so if you if you would like us to come to your area, you can like put in a, a recommended date, which is good for you, and and that will send us an email. We'll try and figure it out into a tour schedule. Okay. Yes, I recommend everyone check that out online. See if they're going to be close by. If not, shoot an email because it's definitely something that you wanna you wanna see and uh, in in the near future. If you're listening to this podcast, you definitely want to see this film. So, David, I, I was able to to watch. Uh, Fourth World, which is a movie you've been able to make uh, recently, and and I want to ask you know same question of you. So, um, it's a movie that is shows really the multifaceted nature of, of orphan care in so many different areas, and it was it was beautifully done in a way that um, again I'm not going to give it away, but uh, it shows so many different areas. And I, I just want to hear from you, like, how did you uh, you know come to make the film? Where did the idea come sure, from? Sure. And then the vision, and what is the vision of the film from your mind? Um, well, media, film, movies have just an incredible power to impact. You know, like, you know, as a kid, you watch a karate movie, and then after the movie finishes, you're just like chopping everything you can, you know, and like in your mind, you, you know, you replicate what you see. And, um, and so I just feel like, like the, the, the orphan crisis and children that are living at risk and kids everywhere, it's much like, um, the parable of the Good Samaritan um, and how um, there's we just we just don't get it we don't see it it's not like right in front of us and um, and so like it's not that it's not that we're like walking around and leaving behind this orphan on you know that that's right in front of us it's like we're not even on the road where all these situations and kids mm-hmm. are happening um, and so like fourth world and um the films that we're talking about here on this podcast you know it's it's bringing to light those situations and helping people like put people on that road to capture that um i've seen just firsthand the power of media and film our nonprofit about 10 11 12 years ago was launched by a small video that went viral and we had all these people wanting to get involved and help um so it's just to me it's something that's 
like really powerful and a really great tool. I mean, Jesus like was always telling stories, you know, it was, it was something that was central to like bring to reality, like different concepts and principles and, and teaching. And so anyways, it's, um, something I guess, so leading into like what, what led to creating fourth world, the movie, um, you know, uh, being influenced and impacted by film and then seeing it impact other people. So, yeah. And where, where do you see, um, as far as it's a, it's a movie, um, about that follows the story of a, a little girl basically through the, right. Right. And, and a yes. filmmaker as right. well. So yeah. it, it was interesting to have a film about a filmmaker. Yes. And yeah. sometimes <laughs> through the lens, sometimes not. Yeah. Um, I mean that seems pretty tough to that would seem pretty hard for me like like if if I have nothing yeah. no idea about film but right. was that something that was difficult to kind of balance that how much do we do through this guy and especially since it's about this little girl right right um, does that I mean yeah no I love I love that genre found footage films mm-hmm. um, where it it feels like in a way it kind of brings you into the into the story like a documentary would where it, it feels very real mm-hmm. um, and so like I just thought it would be cool to mix narrative and traditional like film film uh, movie making with like that documentary feel so um i i i was i was i've been excited about it. it was like we've changed a lot of things about the movie and the script as we were like working on it for years um but like that found footage element mixing with narrative was something that was something that we always wanted to do um yeah. And yeah, I was pleased with how it came through. And the other thing that the the movie touched on again, I I'm, I will do my best, and I don't think I'm going to spoil anything here. But it's a movie that that deals with really issues that a lot of people see as separate: trafficking, mm-hmm. um, orphans, um, and some poverty and the slums, and and all these different things that uh, really are interconnected. Mm-hmm. And the, and yeah. it's one of the things I really appreciated about the movie. Yeah. is it showed the interconnectedness of that. Was that one of the goals of the movie? And, yeah, you and know, how did you come to that right, understanding? Right. Yeah, children, I mean, you know, there's there's very specific situations that kids are in and very specific situations that kids need, but it's not always so neat. And there's so many kids that live in these very, very complicated situations. Um, and so, yeah, the, the story, Fourth World, follows a girl living through many situations. Um, you know, like, yeah, like you said, it touches on those different topics. And I, and hopefully something like my heart behind the film is to see it obviously impact people and not that it leads to um, our organization, but it can be used by a lot of different organizations to help um, champion and inspire and get people involved. Um, so hopefully that'll help that'll help connect the different people in those different spheres. Yeah. No, and I think that's something that's very important, which I think is a good segue into the, the next uh, thing I really want to talk about with, with you guys and, and really just be able to share with the listeners uh, about the importance, you know, from, from three filmmakers to, I just want to kind of be a fly on the wall of conversation with you three. Um, that I'm a little bit bigger than a fly, but you know, um, <laughs> On the, the issue of, and you, you touched on it, David, just the importance of film and storytelling in alleviating the orphan crisis. And just, you know, you obviously made films about this topic, so you think that that's important. And I just love to hear from you on that topic and just really kind of have a free forum here for a little bit to hear you guys just share with each other and maybe have some give and take on that. So, you know, Sammy, why don't you start that and then um, we'll just kind of go from there. Sure. Uh, 
yeah, with uh, with documentary film, you want to show something that people can um, they can enjoy, but also uh, they can learn something from. And uh, we really want the wanted the viewers to, as they watch the documentary, to 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 learn as we learn. And so at the beginning, we weren't going to include ourselves in it at all. Like we weren't going to be in it. But as we were um, showing rough cuts of the of the film, people were saying, and it's like a bridge um, for people to understand uh, these children's lives as well. So we, we did appear did appear a little bit in the film. But we're hoping to, that it will um, yeah break some paradigms about what it means to to care for children and uh, and uh, yeah. I think, um, I know for myself personally, I was inspired by Participant Media, and Participant Media was founded by Jeff Skull, who is the co-founder of eBay, and he made a lot of money, and he really wanted to give back, and he wanted to influence the world for good. And so he decided to start a production company for film, and he could see from his standpoint just how influential film and media are in these topics and, you know, bringing about subjects such as environmentalism, you know, children's rights, human trafficking. And, you know, I hope that through the projects that I'm working on and, and these other projects that are, that are out there, such as Lost Kites and Fourth World, that will have a similar impact, you know, in this particular area because it is just such a powerful medium and just a way to segue into you know, working with nonprofits, getting people connected to nonprofits that might not even know that those uh, ministries and nonprofits exist. Um, yeah, so obviously there's this great desire to see people see the film. And like every filmmaker's greatest desire, right, is that people see it. And um, I feel like a lot of filmmakers end up producing and spending a lot of time on something and then um and there's this huge vision that you see it just like playing in theaters nationwide and like it goes viral on youtube and then you post it and you get like four views you know <laughs> and and one share <laughs> um and so i think something also that God does through filmmaking if if that's something that you know God calls you to is like he he has you on on that journey for you not not just for the audience um, and so um, uh, a documentary that I shot before fourth world we we follow a girl in China that came to our summer camp um, and and so we, we told her story and um, that it's been now seven or eight years and um, still supporting her and her family and um and we've done a lot of fundraising campaigns but it was interesting because it's like it 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 felt like it often came back to like if i if i don't if i don't stay involved i can't necessarily rely on the other people to 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 i i'm the one that knows her um so anyways it's just um something i guess also is that you know, you, you want audiences to be impacted, but as a filmmaker, you know, traveling around, um, you're, you're being impacted as well. And I think um, that's, that's something from my kind of experience. Why, why is the storytelling so powerful as opposed to just telling people how to do this work? Because, you know, we, we have these research symposiums, we have experiments, we have, you know, studies. Um, I, I don't know of a single person I've ever met that would rather read a study then read a story 
they would rather read um, a, a research analysis than a novel. Why is that, you think? I think it's the heart piece that um, like it's, it's part of who we are with storytellers. And um, that's one of the things I see Jesus doing so well. He told all these, um, taught all these different principles through teaching, through like parables and stories. And, and, and it wasn't just always just straight out theological, like, like a theological book like that, but he told it through, through a story and, and made like a larger point, which pe- people remembered. And uh, I think with, well, I know with filmmaking, you can, you can do the same thing. You can, you can help people connect to, yeah, there, there are these statistics out there. You can talk about millions of this and millions of that. But if, if you don't, uh, perhaps if you don't see uh, the face behind that or the life behind that, it, it could be harder to, to, to connect with that really. And I think that's one of the powerful things of filmmaking. I think also kind of in the, the tale of that, I think of the project actually that Sam and I worked on with Dear Panama and the organization that we highlighted, they had already been active in the community for some time and they had been telling their story and you know why it was important to help children within the community. And what we did is we came in and, and we retold their story, but retold it using film. And they were just amazed, the ministry, how differently the people connected with them after it. And they said, you know, we've been telling them all these statistics. We've been, you know, verbally saying, this is what's happening in Panama. But then when people saw the the visual retelling of the story, there was a, a connection and it was very powerful. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned Dear Panama. That was another movie you made in a couple of years ago? 2012. So, yeah, so a few years ago. And just tell us a little bit about that, because I know that that was also a, a very powerful movie as well. So uh, me and Brittany actually both worked on that, which is amazing. Um, we were part of a, a short-term mission uh, team with uh, uh, Voice of the Voices, which is part of uh, Youth for the Mission. And uh, we were a media team, and, and we came in, and we partnered with Brittany, and Brittany knew what was was happening in Panama and what the needs were and she well she is massively influential in my life and mm-hmm. and uh, she showed she showed us what was happening in Panama and introduced us to local Panamanians and families and and the children there we found out about the situation in Panama so um, from there we were able to start working on a, a mini document documentary as which was not just statistics but mm-hmm. was showing the needs for uh, you say legislative reform mm-hmm. and uh, we created that 15 minute documentary and uh, Brittany was campaigning with that for how long yeah. was it? Just over a year we were doing private screenings and we were showing it we had it on YouTube and we had several thousand views but what was most important was that after the year passed we had a new law in place mm-hmm. in yeah. Panama so, so cool. we were Excited, I and mean, it wasn't about the thousands of views on YouTube. It wasn't about you know something huge. And in that respect, we had accomplished what we set out to do is to, to change the law and, and create a foster care program in Panama, which will influence many many lives for Absolutely. many years to come. And and I think that goes to the just the power of film and kind of like you talked a little bit about David as well, just about the 
you know, you don't know who you're impacting, whether it's yourself mm. or the one person who might go change the world in some other way right. um, through through this different medium. And, and film is so so powerful. And well, I just want to thank you three to um, just for your time for sharing a little bit about that. The our show notes will have all of these uh, websites and the different movies. So I just want to definitely um, thank you again for for being here. And um, we'll have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. Well, I had a lot of fun doing that uh, with three great minds that have made some great movies. And I look forward to uh, seeing what those movies do out uh, in the uh, throughout the world. Because I know that Lost Kites, actually, as we're recording this, are doing a tour over in Europe. I've seen some great Facebook posts on what they've been doing with who they've been able to show it to. And the reception seems to be pretty awesome. So, you know, with that, oh, the one thing that I want to make sure to do is let you all know that you can find the fourth world, uh, uh, movie at fourthworldmovie.com. I uh, neglected to let David share that with you. So I uh, promised him and I obviously want to do that as well, but I, that I'd be able to share that with you all. So go to that, check it out. And uh, while we're uh, on this topic of movies, I wanted to hear from you, Kelly, and I just wanted to share a little bit later on as well, just about a couple movies or just one movie maybe that, that really has impacted you, particularly in this area of orphan care. Um, that, that really tells a story that maybe you've heard before, but because you're able to see it in the form of a movie, it actually makes an impact that may not have been able to be able to make if you're just reading about it or hearing about it from someone. Yeah, I think a movie, it's, it's not a recent movie. It's, I think it was put out around the early two thousands, but it was a documentary by Lisa Ling, uh, that's called China's Lost Girls. And I know for me, that was probably the first visual I had seen of just an orphanage and what the mass <laughs> um, abandonment of children, especially girls in China looked like. Um, and it really began to highlight just how girls around the world, there is a huge gender gap and you often can see um, the devaluing of, of girls around the world. And, you know, I know for a lot of people that really spurred kind of that um, China adoption that began in that, in that early mid two thousands. And so um, um, for me, that's definitely. I think it's still a great, a great film to check out. It's still the reality of a lot of girls in China, and so I don't think that it, it has. It's it's still relevant today. So I highly recommend that. You can usually find it on Netflix or on uh, online. Um, but what about you, Phil? What are some fil- films that you've seen that that kind of have stuck out? Yeah, that's definitely one that uh, I was able to watch a few years ago, and it I it's still. Um has impacted me. There's a couple newer ones uh, that I've seen in the last couple weeks, actually. Uh, One is Poverty, Inc., which I strongly recommend. And it really highlights a lot of the issues we've been talking about. There's some orphan care stuff in there. There's some uh, just sustainable business things that really the idea that, you know, we really need, you know, as if you talk to people in Africa, if you talk to people in different parts of Haiti, wherever uh, the developing world, you hear the constant refrain of we need trade, not aid. 
And that's what a lot of the people are talking about. But the movie really goes into how poverty is big business for a lot of the countries mm-hmm. and for a, lot of, for a lot of the developed world. Because by providing the, the materials to these countries, they are actually making a lot of money. And it's an industry of its own is to provide materials to governments of these other countries because they're subsidized. And all, there's all kinds of stuff in there that I strongly recommend you um, go and check out because it's definitely something that you'll learn a lot. And it's done, again, in a way. It's packaged in a way that's just really, really uh, easy to follow um, because these are some pretty complex complex issues and they're really difficult issues to grasp but this movie puts them in terms that are in story but it also is is giving the the important um, aspects to really truly understand this issue that is that is a huge issue and the other one I believe it won the Oscar I know it was up for the Oscar and I think it won the Oscar it's called Spotlight and uh, great cast but it, it basically it highlights a very difficult issue it was the scandal uh, that rocked uh, really the world and started up in Boston with the uh, Catholic priests. And that movie, uh, again, it's, it's, it's got some tough issues in it, but really it highlights one of the things we've been talking a lot about on this show and what we really coming to understand more and more in our society is that these vulnerable children um, are not just you know, vulnerable to having a, you know, not having a family, but by not having a family, not having people to advocate for them, they're really put at risk at so many things. And, and even put at risk of these, these priests, these people who are supposed to protect them, but because they were vulnerable. And that's really what the movie fleshed out a little bit. It wasn't intentional, I don't think, as far as the point of the movie. It might have been intentional, but it wasn't really the idea and the point of the movie. But it really was a, um, a, an incidental, very uh, something that stuck out to me. It was a very important point that I think the movie makers made was the children that are really um, most at risk are the most likely victims of these horrendous things that happened. Mm. Yeah, we would love to hear also just any recommendations that you guys maybe have seen that we could share with our audience of other films out there that kind of highlight these issues. So please feel free to join us at our Facebook page or at thinkorphan.com and uh, just engage in the conversation and just share maybe how you've been impacted by a film or something that you've seen that has opened up this issue in a new way. So we look forward to hearing from you and join us next week. We hope you've enjoyed today's Think Orphan podcast. For all the information in this week's podcast, please visit us at thinkorphan.com. You too can be part of the conversation. Send your questions to info at thinkorphan.com or join us on the Think Orphan Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again on the next edition of Think Orphan. Summer camp is a magic place where kids discover who they are because they have the freedom to explore on their own. Why Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is a sleepaway camp in the heart of Idaho's wilderness. Each summer, campers make friends, build new skills, and learn to love the outdoors through activities like canoeing, archery, ziplining, rock climbing, campfires, and more. Registration for Y Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is open. Financial assistance is available. Learn more at ycampidaho.org.